Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Welcome to today's show, The Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. I am Thalia Williams, your host. Today we have in our studio a very amazing young man by the name of Ryan Saltz. Ryan, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's nice to see you after what feels like 47 years. It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> so tell us about your organization and who are you partnered with? Yeah, so um, as Thalia said, my name is Ryan. I'm the director of Launch SA. It's an entrepreneurship center located in downtown San Antonio at the downtown Central Library. Uh, but don't go there right now because closed, um, unfortunately, right? So COVID. Um, we partner with everybody. So, and w- that sounds like, you know, really vague and probably everybody's like, oh, yeah, we partner with everybody. But the reality of that is, is that's the nature of, of our, our model, right? So we started uh, back in 2014. Um, and the, the ethos is essentially we're the connectory. We're like a 311 for small business. Uh, I claim to know nothing except who you should talk to. I probably know a little bit more than that. I'm just not letting it on. But um, the, the reality is, like, I could have all the answers, but you probably don't want to hear them from me. You'd probably rather hear them from somebody that's either lived the experience themselves or or uh, is an expert in that field, right? Like, I'm I'm a really great generalist, right? Uh, I like to say I'm sort of the jack of all trades. Sometimes I even like to say I'm the guy that knows a guy. Uh, in small business specifically, that's probably right. But um, so the realization is our staff is two people, myself included in that too. And we, on a normal year, would serve about 4,000 people. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, I would say, pretty astounding. You think two people, two, uh, 4,000 people is crazy. Uh, but the model is such that we're not – we're not able to spend all that time. So the best use of the time is to figure out who, who is actually out there willing and able to spend the time to educate small business owners, relate, establish a relationship, and really get them moving forward. So that can be almost anybody. So we've, we've developed a mentor network. It's about 200, 250 folks, all industries, um, all backgrounds, walks of life. And they uh, have really uh, come to the call. You know, there's this kind of, saying that one of our one of our um, participants program or, or members, if you will, uh, has always said, you know, the rising tides raise all boats, pretty common saying for what it's worth. But uh, the the goal of that is is truthfully, you know, you might be in the same exact industry as someone else. But if uh, you don't exist, then they have less of a market. Right. Think about you go to a food truck park. I like to use food examples, but think about a food truck park. You wouldn't really go to a park that had one truck. It'd be pretty boring. True. You want to go to a place that has options, right? You wouldn't go to a downtown center that has one bar. That would be not all that great of a night, you know? Uh, So even if you start out at one bar and the bar right across the street happens to be the same place, right? There's going to be something different. Like the people in that one are different atmosphere is different something on the wall is different service is different um and i mean maybe they sell the exact same stuff but again if those guys close down 
you, the other business owner across the street, you don't automatically already have like a hundred percent more business or 50% more business. You probably have 50% less or a hundred percent less because I started at one place and I went to the other. So that's the, that's the concept. We get people to buy into that statement, which is like, it's about the community. Uh, the other saying that this one guy says probably his more popular saying, um, one team, one goal. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly believe that's really the mission of what we're trying to do is establish like the San Antonio small business ecosystem should be one team and the goal should be to lift up others towards that same, um, success. Success can be measured in a, a billion different ways. I'm not going to say that everybody that we work with is on the track to being a millionaire. I think that would be, I think that would just be false direction because maybe you just want to have one little taco shop and that's fine. Right. I don't need to give you the, the master plan to be a Chili's, right. That just, that would be a waste of your time. Honestly, True. it wouldn't work. Um, and you know, so whatever your vision is, that's where we try to sink down, right? It's where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And then who within our network, right? Whether that's, you know, another business advisory group like SBDC or maybe a space that has certain, um, you know, amenities like a geekdom or a maestro center or something like that, or impact guild, um, you know, where, where do you align with who you are and who's going to be your crowd that will be, uh, able to surround you with the right stuff. So that's kind of, I mean, that's a long tail for, that's just base level, right? And then on top of that, we do programs and stuff like that. We, I try not to, I mean, everybody says this in town, right? So we, we all try not to duplicate services. It is right. And so my, my mantra about that entire situation is really just like, if it doesn't exist and there's a market for it, I will, I will make it. Um, if someone else, um, is out there doing it, then I'll send you that direction. If I hear that, you know, there's still a gap within those services, then we will figure out how we can support that gap. Maybe that's one-off um, seminars. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's a little bit more in-depth. Maybe it's a few that kind of run together as a series. And, you know, again, if there's a large enough market, maybe there's a, pro a program to be established. Um, and we've had success with our programmatic building. So, I mean, the education that we put together, the network, the partners, the support, we've seen tractionable outcomes from it. Um, and, I, you know, right before we, we started, when we were kind of just riffing back and forth, uh, I mentioned, like, the, the biggest key is the the people you surround yourself with, right? And I think a lot of people would kind of sit on that and be like, oh, man, I need to surround myself with, like, I don't know, the guy that started the Pearl or, you know, the guy that started Rackspace or... Yeah, Grant Exactly. Yeah. All of these uh, extremely wealthy dudes that are, or, you know, gals that are out there and have... Um, you know, built themselves up as a brand. Well, there's a couple problems with that. Number one is accessibility. Like, hey, they got a lot going on, right? And then number two is, um, you know, uh, relevancy. Mm -hmm. And when I say relevancy, you know, it, yes, they've built up this, excuse me, amazing uh, background. Um, however, a lot of times that happened maybe a few years ago. I don't want to overdate them, but yeah, it right. happened a while back. And, uh, you know, it's just not going to be as relevant as it would be if you were to talk to somebody in the thick of it right now. Right? True. They, those people may not be millionaires, right? But I guarantee that they've stumbled over about 87 blocks before where you are, right? Right. So, uh, and they're going to be more accessible, right? Because they're still trying to figure it out, right? And there's more opportunity for partnership. There's more opportunity for growth. You know, maybe they become a good friend. 
Maybe they become a good partner, collaborator. Maybe you get a job with them down the road, like, or they get a job with you down the road, right? All of that is great, but it's 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 that level of camaraderie, that level of um, sort of cohort building, entrepreneurs working with other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is the the biggest key. Um, and one last piece before I end my long diatribe, right, is um, that you know we we all in the entrepreneurship world feel like we're alone. Uh, it's a super common uh, problem. We all we always think like, hey, what we're doing is so unique. No one's ever done this before. Uh, I mean, it feels real within yourself, right? But the reality is, I mean, look around yourself. Like, hey, I started a burger restaurant. Like, no one's ever felt my pain. It's like, I don't How know. How many burger man. restaurants are there? Go around the corner. Like, <laughs> there's probably a few. So, um, so, I mean, you know, and a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't know, they're going to judge me or they're not going to help me and stuff like that. I'd be surprised. Like, they're just as lonely as you. Plus, they don't get to talk about these things with other people. Because uh, a lot of people don't understand unless they're exactly. an entrepreneur themselves. Exactly, right. I mean, I find it at, at times hard to think about who do I talk to about the work I do because there's very few people that would do the work that I do. So, um, yeah, you're you're lonely in the sense that there's not a whole lot of people you can relate with, but you're also not looking at the people that are doing it. Correct. Um, you know, don't think about your friend, your local friend group uh, as like your only outlet. Go find other entrepreneurs and hash it out. Like that's that's where you're going to build. And uh, honestly, that that level of support connecting you with other people doing it right now uh, has been the biggest component of success for entrepreneurs that we've seen. OK. Um, it's not simply the education or the programmatic elements or, hey, you've gotten 10 words from, you know, a millionaire, or billionaire or whatever. Um, it, it's those lasting relationships that carry you forward. And we've, we've just seen it to work. People stay in business longer that way. Um, uh, you know, it may not be fast because now, oh, I understand there's all these hurdles and things I need to overcome and there's a slow path to progress on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be able to stay in business as long as I want to because I now know. Right. right. And, and I have people key. with me. So. Right. That's the key. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Launch SA's programs that they offer. I have had the opportunity to attend the Break Fast and Launch. Uh, I call it the capstone at the yeah. end. And it has always been phenomenal. And that's only one program yeah. that you offer. Talk about some of the other programs and who they are geared toward. Yeah. So um, we we have, you know, over the course of that, I guess it would be six years now. Well, I guess we're coming on seven now, right? Um, over the course of that time, we've started some stuff up. We've shut it down. Uh, you know, we're we're not stuck in 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 the, the mud, if you will. We, we'll look at it, see how effective it is, and where the audiences are. And it, you know, maybe there's a problem that we can solve for the audience, and you know, and ho- hopefully, it actually doesn't need to recur. I mean, I think that'd be the goal of nonprofit: solve the problem and then don't exist anymore. But that's not necessarily how it works. Um, but, and then for this market, luckily, there's actually it's just there's a recurring cycle because there's always new entrepreneurs, right? So, um, from the earliest days, the Breakfast and Launch program, we started that just because there was a lot of people asking for help in food and and beverage, all segments like food products on shelves, coffee shop food truck, whatever it was in food, that, that was what was up. And then we we went around looking and was like, there's really no checklist. There's no, you know, nothing that I can see that's programmatic. And not just in San Antonio, but kind of around the country. And so it didn't really make sense to, 
I mean, we couldn't send them anywhere. I guess I, you know, that would be the real, the real answer. So we built uh, a program that I always say is tech inspired. So I was lucky at the time I had friends that worked in or with, or had previously been in tech stars that used to be in San Antonio. And I picked their brain, picked about a million people's brains at that point. Just like, how do these accelerators work? Like what's the real focus? And honestly, the biggest thing that I got out of almost all those conversations was, um, yeah, the education's great, but it's really about the people, right? Like if you put the right group of people together in the group, um, meaning the cohort, uh, those are the, that's really what's going to carry the progress forward. Um, granted those programs have an investment component, which we don't, uh, and those programs provide a capital, uh, incentive or infusion, which we don't. So that, that's kind of where I started. So I actually brought in a bunch of folks that used to be in tech and kind of got them to talk about the, the quick iterative methods that you'd see in tech, like, you know, fail fast, um, you know, MVP, like all these, all these like terms that you probably wouldn't hear in food and service, um, or food and beverage. And from there, like we built up something that was really unique, uh, and it served a purpose in it. And we actually saw some progress and we just kept iterating on it. And so there just continues to be demand. San Antonio is a huge hospitality town. Um, and you know, we've gotten inquiries from various, many parts of the country, um, to say like, Hey, what are you doing? How can we do that too? Or is that going to grow into a thing that I can attend someday? And we've taken a few people from outside of San Antonio through really? it. Yeah. I think, uh, right now we got a guy from San Jose that's going through it a while back. We had a, a gal from Detroit that was going through it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, there are nuances with it, so it's not always one-to-one, but so anyway, I don't want to go too far into that, that whole of break, break fast and launch, but that's one of our most known programs. Um, we noticed there was a gap for capital, um, really, I guess you could say competitions, but really the understanding of how to access capital Mm -hmm. in a more non-traditional sense, not like a loan. I mean, I think there's a, a lot of education about how to get a loan, but how do you pursue, um, uh, investment, right? Angel funding. Right. Yeah. It's mystical, right? Unicorns and all. I mean, literally they're, they mysticize it. Um, and so we built a program called the venture challenge and we were very fortunate to have had, um, a number of different sponsors over the course of, I think it was the first four or five years for that program. And, uh, we built this education schema that really has you think about your goals in terms of uh, a year that you've already achieved, right? That you've already completed that you haven't completed. And what I mean by that is let's say 2021 hits and you write out a statement, a one page statement that says, this is what I achieved in 2021. You mark it with tangible goals, not like, Hey, we grew sales by a hundred percent. Like you grew sales by $50,000 would be more, uh, tangible, right? You can hold yourself to that. Or we expanded our team to, four people that, you know, one was in sales and, you know, that person helped us grow the Houston market or something, you know, like real, again, real tangible components. Smart goals. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, all of these things I think you'll find are, are fairly related to each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, probably 78, um, different models that you can use this one. We had, um, a great, um, a, a great influencer to help us compile. He had worked with the Dell Innovation Challenge, and so he really helped highlight some of the things that were really kind of nuanced. But 
Um, so you, you take that one-page statement, then you break it down into a monthly milestone map that actually spells out each each component. Uh, you attach that with a monthly cash flow statement that explains the in, ins and outs of where your money's coming from. And then um, you com- compose a pitch deck and a short, I think it was like 90-second or two-minute video that just explains like almost like a marketing kind of thing. Right. No, quality was not important. It was really just like, can I understand what you're doing? And the competition, I, I'll always like to say, we built it for not to be for competition's sake. Um, so even the judges, the way they were all um, local investors of sorts, um, they, they'd been pitched on many different things. So that wasn't new to them. And their goal was to steward the money that we had looking for the best return on investment, right? Because if you're seeking investment, uh, the you know, one of one of my favorite mentors, his name's uh, Dirk Elmendorf. He used to uh, be with Rackspace. And I think he, he always comes with this. He's like, um, I give you money and I and I'm looking for friends in return. And those friends are obviously more gr- money green. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, I mean, because that's the that's the thing. Like no one gives you money to get no money. Like if I asked you for fifty thousand dollars and said, would you just give it to me? I mean, maybe we're great friends and you're like, yeah, sure. That's probably not an investment, um, but if you're an investor, you're like, well, "What do I get?" You know, true. And that, I mean, that has to be how it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, b- because you know, no one, no one wants to walk away with empty hands. So, um, you have to articulate that. You know, that's the key component. A lot of people think like, "It's man, my idea is so great, so unique that that's going to be worth something on its own." But I need to know if you're asking me for fifty thousand dollars. Just example. What are you going to do with that money? And then better, right? Like a lot of people have ideas of what I'm going to do with that money. But better than that, how is that going to make you more money? Mm-hmm. Right? And if you can't explain that, then there's nothing there. Like, True. And that's just, that's what it is. I mean, you go back to the drawing board and figure out, well, if I if I pay for another developer, right, how does that get me to the targets of making money? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't, I mean, that's just, it's not a thing you're educated on. I mean, you see Shark Tank and you can kind of glean some of those points, but it's all kind of theatrical. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, nebulous too. Yeah. It's, it, it's still not quite clean. Right. So we try to build it that way. So at the end of the competition, the judges would have a pot of money, but they would disperse it based on who they thought would make the most progress mm-hmm. and have the most likelihood for return. And that's an excellent program because a lot of people don't understand what it takes to go to an investor. They mm-hmm. may have, like you said, knowledge about going to get a loan. And mm-hmm. even still, they're somewhat unknowledgeable because the loan process is so challenging for some because you got to come with a P&L, mm-hmm. profit and loss, balance sheet. You got to come with yeah. your marketing plan or either some sort of plan that is realistic yeah. in its ability to return that loan or return on that investment yeah. that is given out to you. And a lot of people just don't think through it. Like you say, I have a great idea. I think it'll work. No one's doing this. And mm, no, I promise you someone else is doing it somewhere else, probably better than you because they thought it out mm-hmm. or they've gone through so many stumbling blocks mm-hmm. that they realize, oh, this doesn't work, but this does. And you're trying to figure out what will work and what won't. And without that guidance or that, uh, insight or either that assistance mm-hmm. you have no clue so i think that venture challenge also gives them that ability to think something that they hadn't thought about it's all in their head mm-hmm. but not on paper which is critical 
Yeah, and that's uh, so with that program. Unfortunately, moving forward, we we haven't had the sponsors, and then also the facts of COVID life, and we were planning on iterating that to be slightly different, mm-hmm. but we really haven't had the chance because of the environment. So currently, if you're interested in just looking at that education, it's online. We have uh, narrated videos that walk you through it. And if you want to do any of the curriculum, like the whole point was it wasn't just, hey, go do these things and come back with a finished product. It was this is the this is the challenge. Right. Put your business through this challenge or set of challenges. But don't don't just sit out there trying to do it yourself. Like ask us for help. I will literally sit down with you, go through every single piece and I'll and I'll break it down. As though I'm the investor, I'll ask you questions like, well, why did you say that? Where does this lead? Like, okay, you said you want this amount of money, but I'm not really seeing the, like, I don't understand your your uh, logic on how this is going to create more money, right? Um, and, you know, and, and, and that'll get you somewhere. And, and everybody that's done that program, whether they've won money or not, I've heard really great uh, feedback from them. And just like, this helped me plan out a year. And it was executable irrespective of whether I had the extra capital or not. But now I knew what I was going to do if I had the money. Because I think, you know, uh, even if you're and, – and, and for what it's worth, this wasn't just new ideas. Any business could go through these things. You could be currently in business. You could be, you know, three-second old. I just thought of this, right? Um, but as you, as you put that together, uh, you understand what you're going to do with this money. And, and it makes it all the more executable. It, when we're in business, we don't sit back and say, well, what if I had another $100,000, right? Usually you don't look for money until you need money. Right. And, and guess what? The flip side of that is no one gives you money when you need money. That's Never, just, um, ever. Yeah. You go to the bank and you want money and they're like, yeah, well. Um, give us six weeks. Yeah. Give us six weeks or, you know, uh, it looks like you need the money. So, you know. We'll probably wait until you have money in the bank and then we'll give you the money. It's right. Like, I didn't really need it then. Well, right. sorry. Yep. I mean, that's just, it's, you know, even banks are investment vehicles, right? Like they have to look at that, at the investment they're giving and figure out, well, will this come back with more money? Some people get frustrated with that. They're like, I don't understand. This is the best idea ever. And these banks hated me. And it's like, you have to look at it through an investor lens. It may and not they be usually the best. don't. No. No, unfortunately not. But that's a mindset thing. And the the better or the more articulate you get in understanding it, the greater it becomes. And I wanted to drop um, one piece you were saying earlier, you know, oh, man, I have this idea. Nobody's doing it. Right. I heard this uh, this piece of advice. and I thought it was really interesting. And I still kind of think of it today. Um, a lot of people say, like, oh, I'm going to be first to market. No one's doing this. And I've heard many investors say the same thing. Well, if nobody's doing it, why are they not doing it? Like, what is, um, like, you being first to market's not a good thing. A lot of people think that it might be. Well, there are certain industries that could be, um, but oftentimes if you're first to market, that means that no one understands what you're selling. Mm. And if no one understands what you're selling, that means you have to invest a lot in educating the client. And usually uh, the first to market dies and the second to market thrives. And that's just the way it is. So don't, you know, even if you have something super unique, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work out. True, because you may not have a market for it at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I think I'm going to date myself a little bit, pet rocks, Mm -hmm. when they first came out, it's like, who wants a pet rock? Mm -hmm. The snuggly. Okay. To me, that was a backward robe, but it was ingenious <laughs> yeah. in the sense of how it was marketed. It was only marketed to people at night. Yeah. It wasn't marketed during the daytime. It was right. marketed to people who slept on the couch watching late night TV. Yeah. But it's nothing but a backwards robe. I'm sorry. 
soapbox, but <laughs> being first to market in that respect, that person or that group wasn't first to market with a robe. Mm-hmm. They just put a spin or a twist right. on an item that was already in existence yeah. and put a hood on it. Right. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's true. I mean, like this won't date me because I wasn't around at this point, but oh. no, I'm just I'm just saying uh, the ATM. I think that the original ATM was invented in like 1898. I mean, this is totally I made that number up, but 18 something. And no one used it. Why? Because people were going to the teller, right? A lot of people think, I mean, you remember like the self-checkout kiosk. There was a lot of, oh, man, why would I go there? I'm Hesitancy, not, yes. Yeah, like I don't, I'm not getting paid to bag my own groceries or whatever. People get mad about it or whatever. But guess what? Like, yeah, it was a slow roll, but all of a sudden now it's here, right? Amazon, Prime, like, why would I get, I could just go to HEB and like, okay, well. Look at HEB. Now they're doing delivery and all this stuff because mm-hmm. that's where it was going. It was always right. going there, right? Right. Um, but, you know, hey, sometimes you're first and people just are like, yeah, that's cool. But You're uh, ahead of your time sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And like you say, the first one dies and the second one thrives. Mm-hmm. That might be the title of the show. First one thrives, <laughs> second one dies. Yeah. I kind of pulled that one uh, just out of thin air, so I never heard it. sounded like a good rhyme. Oh, so. yeah, it does. I'm going to use that rhyme. I'm going to use that, Okay. We have Chris Hall from Pontum Financial here with us today. Chris, let's talk a little bit about team collaboration. How important is that to a business? All you got to do is ask any business owner that's ever owned a business or done anything where it required another person. So I don't know anyone in history who has not had to rely on at least one other person at some point in time. That team collaboration becomes important, especially whenever you're a business owner, because you got to know that all your compartmentalized items or different things that need to be done at different times at different places are all going to get done. So the team collaboration that I'm referring to is the team of advisors that are serving you and working for you. Mainly that power five that we talked about a long time ago was, you know, the attorney, the CPA, the financial planner, all those different professionals that, that are brought into that room at least once a year to make sure that everyone's on the same page so they're moving toward the right goal. Well, how can we reach you for more insight? Because this sounds very fascinating. Best way to reach me is probably telephone. You can reach out 210-625-4845. We're located in San Antonio right off 281 and Bitters. You can follow us on Facebook or LinkedIn. We also have a website that you can check out. It's pontumfinancial.com. That's P-O-N-T-E-M financial.com. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell and Reed Inc. WRI member FINRA slash SIPC. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from WRI. So why would a business need launch essay? Why would someone even need you? Mm-hmm. What would be the purpose? I've heard a little bit about it, but you know, I'm a new business owner because San Antonio has a huge market of people mm-hmm. who are transplants. They're called oh, retirees. Yeah. Well, there you go. And a lot of the military, because it's the military USA has been in the service for 15, 20 years, 30 years, some of them. Mm-hmm. And, They've only known how to give orders, how to take orders, Yep. you know. So for them, would Launch SA be an excellent starting place if they wanted to launch another career, if they yeah. wanted to start a business? So absolutely. And I'll, and I'll start with the back end of that, specifically speaking to the military folks, right? Um, 
you know, very thankful for all of the service that has been put in, obviously. Um, you know, it's something that I always look back on. I was like, man, I, there was a time in my life where I really wished that maybe I had done it. Um, I had family that did it, but I just, I didn't. So thank you for doing it for me. Yes. Um, I wasn't there, but, um, speaking specifically to folks in military. So I, I have this really great example of a, a gentleman that we helped through our services. Um, he was working with the women's business center, which is located within our space. And then he, you know, also would work with us, uh, on occasion. And he had a company called combat cups. And essentially he was, um, taking like Yeti style cups. And then, um, I don't remember the exact way that he was doing it, but basically he could manifest whatever you wanted on the cup. And it was almost foolproof. Like it was like military grade paint. It wasn't coming off. Like it would last forever. Something you could pass on in theory. And, you know, I remember we talked a long time and he said, you know, his dream getting out of the military was to go, you know, get an education and work in a a highly educated scientific type field. I think it was Um, or maybe it was engineering, but something similar. And and he thought that was what it was going to be. Right. And he came out of the military. uh, He got that education, went to the best school. He went and got what he thought was going to be his dream job. And he hated it, right? Wow. And and the reason he hated it is because he, after coming out of the military, especially with everything that, you know, over the course of, I don't know, 20, 30 years, everything that's gone on, uh, he came out with just this inability to really thrive in that environment, right? There's a different headspace. And so he found he was just more mechanical at this point. He mm-hmm. wanted to do something for himself, Um you know, not to take orders from other people or, or, you know, have to deal with the bureaucracy. I mean, I know uh, many people, even military folks don't like bureaucracy, right? You just want to get stuff done sometimes. And that's the, that's the opportunity with entrepreneurship is you get to carve your own path, right? You don't necessarily have to have like some great unique idea. I mean, as we mentioned before, backwards rope or burger restaurant, same, same difference. There's Mm -hmm. a billion of them, right? Um, but what I've noticed is when I do see folks from military, it's usually not directly out of the military. I think people usually need that decompression point, kind of figure out what's going on in life, may, you know, where are they at now, and it's Even all adjust reasonable. to civilian life. Exactly, right? And uh, it's a couple years down the road where I see folks, and they're like, you know, I'm ready to start something. Sometimes it's um, – Sometimes it's a unique idea. Sometimes it's, well, you know, I'm thinking about a franchise or, you know, sometimes it just depends. But, um, yeah, military folk are, are awesome at entrepreneurship because they, they actually have structure. Uh, a lot of people that um, are entrepreneur direct without the uh, military background, they lack structure, right? And they lack um, putting processes in place or understanding, you know, the various elements and juggling those things. Um, so in, in many ways you have an advantage, right? So don't be afraid. It may not be right now. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, if you find that you're just not thriving in whatever the environment you, maybe you thought you would thrive in, maybe entrepreneurship is for you. Mm-hmm. So that I wanted to say specifically to military. Um, but why do you need launch SA? Um, well, the purpose that we serve again is this connectory, right? Uh, the original vision is that there's there actually there's a lot of stuff in San Antonio. There's a lot of people that provide services in San Antonio. Uh, the gap is 
accessibility, right? Some of those services have a cost associated with them. Not a bad thing. I mean, some people say you get what you pay for. I guarantee you put me on the same level with uh, anything you pay for, I'll get you better service. I'm just, that's just my competition aspect of it all. But, um, every, you know, everybody provides great service. I'm not going to knock anybody, but, uh, accessibility is a, is a big one. And then direction, right? Yeah. There's, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, but when do I access what at what time? And that's where we're really good. Again, com- uh, taking your vision and then creating a personalized roadmap that says, okay, here's the next couple steps in the journey, right? Go figure out what you learn from those steps. And then let me know what's the, you know, like where you're at after that, right? It's a, again, kind of a test, iterate, test, iterate, uh, we want to know the progress and the mindset shift as you learn new things, right? Because that adjustment, maybe one day you sit in a, um, you sit in a, uh, a seminar and you realize, you realize like, man, I, I guess I don't want to be a full production brewery. Like maybe I want to be a brew pub now, but I don't know anything about food. So what do I do next? Right. Right. And that's where having that, that sort of counselor of sorts and, you know, guide Sherpa, whatever you want to call it. That's where the, the benefit comes from, Launch SA, is just as you change, as pieces change for you, let us help you reorganize them, and that'll set you on a better path, right? It's just you can succeed at anything as long as you have the right path, right? Oftentimes, people just don't know how to put the path together. So that's why you need Launch SA is just let us help you build the path. Like, I guarantee you're going to learn some stuff. Undoubtedly, uh, yeah. yes. And I know that you all have a another program called Million Cups, One yep. Million Cups. Talk about that a little bit because that, I find that it falls in line, at least in my thinking, mm-hmm. along with the Venture Challenge because it's talking about pitching, mm-hmm. but it's in a different way that you mm-hmm. pitch. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, so the One Million Cups program, uh, originally developed by the Kauffman Foundation uh, out of Kansas City, um, they have chapters across the nation. And we were, I think, like, I don't know, number 70. I think now they have, like, 4,400 or something like that, something. A lot more now. <laughs> so um, the the genesis of that program is that, um, you know, essentially sharing your ideas in community will breed progress. And the the goal for us in hosting that program and really facilitating those, those points, yes, there is a pitch, right? This isn't Shark Tank. Um, it's it's Think Tank is how I like to describe it. Um, and it's re- it's really about putting your idea out there, whether it's completely formed or not, whether you're pursuing investment or not, uh, and just, you know, feeling out what does the community think or what are their perceptions or where do they see your gaps, right? Uh, I can't remember if this was psychology or not, but I want to say I think it was psychology that they talk about that Joe Harry window. Um, which is there's this four segment window where basically there's things you you know about yourself, there's things that you don't know about yourself, there's things that other people know about you, and then there's things that people like nobody knows about you and you don't know about yourself or something like that. I'm probably wrong, but basically there's four quadrants, right? And and that's what it is. Like if you only live in your mind, then you know you're gonna run into a lot more roadblocks that could have been addressed had someone else given you the second set of eyes. That's why they have proofreaders. Um, you know, that's, that's the whole point of, a you know, a business advisor or coach or any of that stuff mm-hmm. is because they can see what you can't see. Right. Um, maybe they see an opportunity that you can't see. So that, that is, um, 
that that is it's a really strong community program sadly um, because of the current environment we're hosting it now once a month online mm. uh it, it was a previously a once a week event on wednesday mornings again uh national program and it happens across the country so there is uh you know if you do want to take the tour quote unquote or if you're in another city and you're just like i wonder what this city's ecosystem is like you can go to one million cups in many cities i'm not gonna say all but many uh and you can get kind of a taste of what's going on in that area for us it's a big driver for just building the community right the uh again entrepreneurs not having a whole lot of opportunities to connect um that's a that's a big gap right i mean it's not like there's hey there's entrepreneur meetup or whatever I mean, maybe there is. I don't know. I haven't been on Meetup in a minute. So, um, but you, you you have to find ways to connect with others, even if it's just for the inspiration to fill your cup, if you will. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I think that's that's part of the ethos is building a community. I, I break down launch essay in four points, and that's direction, education, mentorship, and in my mind, most importantly, community. Um, because if you don't have a community, the rest of it is, in my opinion, fairly irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So um, establishing that, and you know, we have a similar program we used to do in the evenings at bars called Pitch Tab, where same kind of concept in that you throw your idea out there in 90 seconds, and then um, the crowd asks you questions or a few questions, and then somebody we give a $150 gift card to, right, just as the crowd votes, right? What is that for? Camaraderie. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you had a great pitch, but really what it's about is like, hey, we're all going down the same journey and it sucks and it's lonely and, oh, other people are there. Well, I guess it's not so bad. Plus they drink. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that helps. <laughs> yeah. I like to say if uh, coffee doesn't do it for you because One Million Cups is coffee-based, right? Right. Then maybe some liquid courage will entice you to be out there in the world. Pitch tab. Pitch tab, yeah. Pitch tab, no yeah. doubt. Wow. What well, What's on the horizon for Launch SA? Uh, the city of San Antonio could be opening up soon. I mean, mm-hmm. our governor has stated no mask mandate as of the 10th of March. But <laughs> the city of San Antonio, because you're housed in a public facility, mm-hmm. the public library, what do you see or how do you see Launch SA reestablishing itself? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, right? I mean, we've made such great strides to adapt online. Um, realistically, I don't think that we're going to, um, to change that component. We're going to have to figure, and, and it's always been sort of on the back burner. Like how do we create more access? Like, you know, um, just like a food truck, right? You have wheels, you can be anywhere, but the bad part of that is you could be anywhere and your customers, uh, have to figure that one out. Right. Well, for Launch SA, that's, uh, the gift and the curse is we have this amazing center, accessible parking, Really, in my opinion, and I've heard many other folks say it, this is like a very inspiring space, right? And the, the energy is good. Um, but on the flip, we're downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't like to go downtown. I mean, that's just, you know, what it is. Uh, some people don't have the access to go downtown. Maybe they haven't heard of us. So how do, you know, how do we address um, the entirety of San Antonio, which geographically is huge, right? Um from just the downtown center. So adapting, keeping the online component has always been in the, in the, in the skew or the queue, but, uh, it just had happened to manifest because of COVID at least digitally. Um, so investing more in that for sure. Down the road though, um, while the, the state is open, quote unquote, um, the library 
isn't yet. And that's all going to be predicated by when library staff says it's open. Unfortunately, due to snowpocalypse or whatever you want to call it. Snowvid. Snowvid, yeah, 2021. 2021. <laughs> um, we had sustained a little bit of water damage within our space at the library, so there's going to have to be a little bit of repair there. Um, so, you know, a bunch of extenuating factors. My hope is that at some point within 2021, we're back in the space. Uh, again, rebuilding that community, inviting folks back in. And, you know, from all of the folks that I, I talk to in, in service industry and hospitality, you know, I think we're all ready for it. I mean, people are clamoring to see their friends again, see faces they haven't seen in years again, um, or years, like months. Um, it feels like it, though. Right. I, I don't even know what happened this year. I just <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I keep waking up to the same thing. Um, so I think there there's going to be a turnout, like, Hopefully it'll be a sustained turnout. I, I I say I'm like half introvert, half, half extrovert. Well, I think that's called ambivert. Ambivert, yes, right? Well, ambivert. at this point, uh, the introvert in me is, I think, close to dead. So <laughs> I, I don't know how much more I can sit in a house and just be like, yeah, what do I do right and now? Almost, and how much Zoom can you handle? Yeah. WebEx oh my or God. meeting team? I'm not going to lie. There was one point, I look back at my schedule a couple months, uh, for, from a couple months ago. And, you know, I mean, COVID has really flipped the script on a lot of things. Like we've had to get our hands dirty in areas that we weren't necessarily thinking of before just because um, that's where the demand was, right? Like, mm -hmm. And we're, you know, we're a part of Lift Fund. Um, the partnership is between the city of San Antonio and Lift Fund. So, um, you know, where Lift Fund um, has additional needs for support, Launch Say jumps in. Like, you know, hey, you need help figuring out this grant program or like, you know, facilitating calls for that in San Antonio. Yeah, we're we're on it, right? Um, and same same uh, across the board where we need help, like Lift Fund jumps in. We have, you know, the lending officers there that are always su super supportive, Jonathan and Alma. Um, they're really great people, my friends. Um, and so, you know, it's it's that give and take, it's a share. But, you know, really, I think that we've been we've been very fortunate to have have grown from this and and it's just a matter of, of getting back out there, hoping people are coming back, um, which I think, I hope that they will. And, you know, just trying to address the need where it is. Um, yeah. I feel like I had a different thought at some point, but you know, got derailed. My head does that. I understand. Yeah. Well, how can someone get in touch with launch essay right now? What's the best way? Yeah. So, um, Really, so this is actually, you know what I was actually, I think I, I was on a track of the, you were asking what's on the horizon, right? So, um, and then I went to lift. Okay, so uh, we are supporting a number of different programs just within Lift Fund as well. So the Helm program is new and um, it's uh, inspired by a grant partnership that we have with USAA. So that program is for existing businesses. Um of minority background or female background that are looking to grow and find resiliency from COVID or, you know, in, in, um, through the affects of COVID. Uh, we also are putting together, uh, more series, more opportunities for mentors to connect virtually, uh, getting back in the space. Hopefully there's that duality again of, of having that. And then uh, in terms of getting in contact, this is where I think we have a, a, a new exciting thing that's coming. So we are adapting a system that will help 
facilitate in a, in a more intuitive way uh, folks to get their answers, at least the, the more initially simple answers like, hey, what permit do I get or, you know, where do I start for this or what do you recommend? I'm new to business. I don't know anything. Um, so we're, we're going to be rolling out a new system that engages with people right now. It's a, it's a form that we have on our website. So if you need support right now, I would recommend starting with the form. I think it's called the request assistance or personalized assistance form. All of those forms are reviewed by our team and they are personally given consideration. We'll follow up with you or we'll, we can schedule a meeting with you, uh, to really get the nuances of what you're trying to do. And then we'll make recommendations from there. But I would recommend starting from there. If you're unable to, then you can always um, give us a call. Um, although uh, our phone support is just going to depend on um, our availability because it is a s- small team, as I mentioned. So uh, 210-598-6623. Uh, if you don't get an answer immediately, don't worry. We will return the call uh, it would be great if you left a message. <laughs> and what's the website? Uh, the website is www.launchsa.org. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I would say start with that, right? Um, just reach out. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? We're not going to ignore you. I mean, <laughs> um, and if you get better direction or if you just know you're not alone, I mean, that's a win in my book, right? Like I would love to see everybody be a millionaire, but the reality is that's not everybody's goal. So whatever your goal is, I would love to see you get there. So let me just help you get there. Like that's what I want. That's what we want to do, right? Like there's no ulterior motive. I'm not sitting out here writing down ideas. Oh man, this guy failed. I'm going to take the Snuggie and run with it later. Um, I We just want to see you succeed, man. And that's why um, we've aligned folks that are down for the mission, right? Um, because it's hard, right? We, are, I remember a good friend and a former president for Launch Say, Peter French, he always used to say, we want to make entrepreneurship easier because it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. It'll never be easy. So that's, yeah, that still sticks, right? We, it, it's not easy, so let's make it easier. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know our audience will love to know more about you, and I'm, they're going to go probably to the website for sure. But once Launch Essay opens up, I'm sure you're going to get a plethora of people coming down there to say, yes, this is what we've been looking for. Yeah, I dig it. I would be super pumped to, to see it. But, you know, again, if it's not right now for you, don't put your pre- don't put pressure on yourself. Uh, we're we're there, right? Whether it's uh, in the middle of the night and you just put the form in and we get back to you, if we can't meet you within the hours that you're thinking of, we will be flexible. That's the point, you know, um, accessibility. And yeah, just whether it's today or tomorrow or five years from now, like get help. That's all that matters. Just get help. No, don't do it alone. No doubt. Yeah, it's lonely at the top, and it's even lonelier at the bottom if you don't know that you got other people surrounding exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. Wow. Well, thank you, Ryan, so much. Once again, Ryan Saltz from Launch SA. You all have a great day. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at and don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. 
Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.